dumbass. You just Look, said foot or the head. I'm picking like foot, ankle, shin, knee, thigh, but not. You want to get kneecapped? That shit hurts so bad. If they shoot me in the head, I die, you dumbass. Don't threaten me with a good time. Did you donate blood? Yes, I did. Because I'm a good person. Did you donate blood? Nope. Because I'm going to do it when we post this episode. Okay, but you know, when are we posting this episode? How many weeks from now? Oh, not this episode. Last week. You get what I mean. When are we posting that episode? Which one was it? 20? The 17th of January? How many weeks is that? Six. Just kidding. I was going to say that you could donate twice in that time, but you can't. So I take it Well, you can. No, I can't. You have to donate 10 weeks apart. Uh, Never mind. I I think. I don't remember exactly how long, but I normally just put it in my calendar when I can donate next. Well, yeah. If you uh, donated blood, make sure you post it, tag us, hashtag blood for Boone. Maybe we can save him 18 years later. Or someone else named Boone, who's a real person. Or people not named Boone. We're not picky. Anybody. It's for the greater good. Speaking of which, welcome back to Lauren Gets Lost. I'm Zane. And I'm Lauren. And today we're covering episode 21, The Greater Good. Wow. Hit me with that synopsis. Yes, I will do that. Right now. Right right, right away. Please tell me you actually did it. It's right here. I had to open it. (laughs) Calm down. All right, here's my synopsis. In the aftermath of Boone's death, Locke is under scrutiny. In flashbacks, Saeed is tasked with infiltrating a terror cell in hopes of being reunited with Nadia. And I do want you to know that when I originally wrote down scrutiny, I did not know how to spell it, and I wrote scrutinity. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that'd be a good is that a word that'd be a fun word to use in sentences i don't know i pretty it said scrutinity scrutinity regardless i had to look up how to spell it because i just couldn't my brain could not do it yeah i've never been good at scrabble so i've got some quick bits i have four maybe five depending on if you know the last one or not okay first of all this episode was directed by david grossman Looking at his IMDb, he did a little bit of Buffy, about 13 episodes, but he did a lot of Desperate Housewives. He did 52 episodes. And then some personal highlights, he did one episode of Arrow, one episode of Revenge, and one episode of Motherland Fort Salem, which are three of my favorite shows. I've never even heard of that last one. It's a freeform show, which used to be ABC Family. Yeah, then it probably sucks. It was actually pretty good. Devin liked it. Then I will consider it. This episode was originally titled Sides. Sides? Sides. I hate that. Me too. I don't really know why, because I guess you're picking sides. Yeah, that's a bad that's a bad title. Probably why they changed it. Number three, Ian Summerholder was credited as a series regular, still having appeared as Boone's corpse in this episode. There you go. After his burial, the graveyard was referred to as Boone Hill by cast, crew, and later fans. I want to point out that Scott was buried there first. Poor Scott. (laughs) 
And then, Lauren, are you aware that the man who plays Saeed, Naveen Andrews, is British? No. <laughs> so that's a wait. Like, does he have a British accent. accent? Yep. Wow. He just got so much hotter. I need to hear him talk Britishly. <laughs> I love a British accent. I saw a promo for his new show, or it's not his new show. It's a show that he just joined the cast of, uh, The Cleaning Lady. Mm-hmm. And he does the same accent he did for Saeed. And then he's also in Far Cry 4, does the same accent. And I'm pretty sure when he played Jafar in the Once Upon a Time spinoff, he didn't do a British accent. I've never actually seen him use his real voice. So he's typecasted. Yeah. Well, I mean, his voice in the show is hot, too. So, wow, I really want to hear him like in an interview or something, but I can't look any up because I'll get spoilers. I'll find you a safe one. All right, let's get into it. Let's start off with, did you like this episode? Yes, I did very much. Okay, this was the last of the three that I said were going to be like really fucking good. The first two, you were not impressed. I can't remember that far back, but I liked this one. I should have known. Damn Saeed always gets it. Hey, he killed it this episode. So the episode starts off with Shannon brushing Boone's hair and Saeed asking her if there's anything that he can do. She does not answer. So Saeed says that Boone would not let Jack take his leg because he did not want to use up the antibiotics. He tells her that Sun said he was very brave in his last moments. Shannon again does not respond. But we get our first flashback. At an airport in London, Saeed was detained by soldiers and taken into interrogation for about 18 hours. A woman from the CIA and a man from ASIS are interrogating him. They need a favor. 300 pounds of C4 was stolen by terrorists who want to disrupt the coalition presence in Iraq. They want it back. Saeed tells them that while he is Iraqi, he is not a terrorist. And they tell him they chose him because his old roommate is a member of the cell. Saeed asks why he would care. And the CIA lady says they know where Nadia is. We learned that Saeed has been looking for her for the last seven years. And now he's on his way to Sydney. I had a lot of questions. I was like, how did they even connect him with Nadia? Like, they were like, oh, you move a lot. That means you're looking for something. But like... The only connection that so far we know about him and Nadia is like they were in the same, like they grew up together and then he interrogated her and then he helped her escape. But like, how did they find that connection? That's what I want to know. That feels like a stretch to me. And also the CIA. Yeah, whatever. And the other thing is like, on what grounds did they detain him in the first place? Like they're just picking him up because they can manipulate him into doing this. But like, On what grounds? You can't just, like, snatch someone, you know what I mean? In 2004, under the Patriot Act, yes, you can. Really? Just because he's Iraqi? Like, that was Yeah, it's the whole reason the Patriot exists, so they can just be racist and get away with it. Well, I don't like that. Neither do I, by the way. That was a long hesitation. Back on the island, Kate tracks Jack through the jungle. Once again, Jack is stumbling around aimlessly, looking like he's on the verge of death. This is the third time this has happened. And Jack stumbles out of the jungle and asks why she is there. She simply says for him. Kate tells him that he needs to come back. And Jack says that Locke lied. 
Boone did not fall off a cliff. His leg was crushed and his treatment was based off of that lie. Basically, Locke is responsible for Boone's death. Kate tells him that people are scared and upset and he needs to come back and he finally agrees. There is a big service held, which was much nicer than Scott's. They also wrapped Boone's body in a tarp. They must have a surplus of tarps because they just keep doing this. There's some affection shown amongst the group. Walt takes Michael's hand. Kate and son share a side hug. And after Jack covers Boone's face, he asks Shannon if she would like to say anything. Shannon says no. So Saeed steps up and says, while he did not know Boone, he was very brave. He points out that Boone was the first in the water to save Joanna. And Saeed says he will remember his courage and knows he will be missed. All I could think at this point, even though it was like a very nice moment, all I could think was like, I did not know Boone, but I am trying to bang his sister. (laughs) I thought about how pretty much every scene Saeed and Boone shared with each other. It was very like Shannon centered. Like they were just like kind of like having a pissing match over her sometimes. And I'm wondering if at this point Saeed is like replaying those in his head and just like kind of having some sort of internal regret. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, what are you going to do? He also wants to bang his sister. Locke shows up covered in blood and says it was his fault. He tries to explain what happened, explains how his leg was hurt. So Boone was the one who climbed up the canopy and he tried to use the radio. He says he was trying to save us. He was a hero. There's just an uncomfortable silence until Jack asks where he was and what he did. He tackles Locke screaming at him And then it like quickly cuts to the little lost thing. We come back in, multiple people pull Jack off of him and he faints. Sora calls for water and things kind of start to calm down. What was your reaction to this outburst? I don't know. I was unimpressed. I'm like, this is not the time, Jack, to be doing this. I feel like it'd be too obvious to just shit on Jack here because that's what I want to do. But what we're seeing is, you know, he held it together when he needed to, when he was trying to save Boone. And this is, you know, the aftermath. Like, now he can break down. He's grieving. He's probably putting blame on himself. So he's, like, projecting all of that blame onto Locke. I also put blame on Locke, but I just think from, like, an outside perspective, I'm like, bro, you need to chill. Like, this is a funeral. How do you think he should have handled it? I think, like, they do need to question Locke. But did he need to scream at him and tackle him in the middle of this, like, service? Like, I know they're on an island and there's nothing formal about this, but it's just like, really? Right now? And then he just passes out like a little bitch. He's missing so much blood. Yeah, okay, then go sit down. Later on, Jack tells Saeed Kate... And son, that Boone said Locke told him not to tell them something about a hatch. He says Locke is hiding something. Saeed tells him as the only doctor, he needs to get some rest. Again, going back to that idea we talked about when Claire was kidnapped about Jack's value to the camp. We get another flashback. Saeed is praying in a mosque and his friend Assam recognizes him. After the session is over, Assam chases him down and they have a nice little hug, catching up. Saeed asks what he's doing in Sydney and asks about someone named Zara. We learn that she was killed by a stray bomb. 
Assam asked Saeed to come over and catch up with him. Back at the apartment, I guess, or flat in Australia, they can't see you roll your eyes. I, they don't need to see <laughs> me roll my eyes. That was just for you. Assam's roommates start asking Saeed some questions when he notices there's something strange about the smoke detector. Without breaking conversation, Saeed reveals that a bug was planted and disables it. He asks them what they're really up to, and Assam shares that Saeed was a member of the Republican Guard. Haddad says it was fate that Saeed joined them. I think you just brush over his badass line. When he takes the bug out of the smoke detector, he says, exactly what kind of trees do you cut? Badass. I freaking loved it. He's just so, like, smooth and, like, ugh, I love him. He does everything with such a finesse. Yeah. Also, I know that his friend is, like, a terrorist or whatever, but he's pretty cute, too. Assam? Yes. What was your first impression of him other than cute? That was mostly it. Just that he was <laughs> attractive. Um, he seemed like a good guy. Like, my guess, like, my my impression was just, like, Oh, he must be doing this because he wants revenge for... Was Zara his wife? Definitely a love interest. I don't think they ever, like, really make it clear. Considering that they were, like, college friends, I'm going to say probably just, like, girlfriend. Although Saeed is 37, so I have no idea. And in other religions, like, people get married very fast. Um, My impression was just that he was probably involved in all of this because... Well, one, is that his dad? Haddad? No, I think they're supposed to be the same age. Why did I think that was his dad? Haddad? Dad? No, that is not fucking why. I'm not an idiot. I just thought it was his dad. And then I just thought he was involved because he was like wanting revenge for Zara's death. And also, side note, Zara is one of my favorite names ever. I've worked at childcare centers with multiple children named Zara, and I love that name. Back on the island, Charlie and son tell Claire that she needs to get some rest and they will take care of the baby, who they are calling Turnip Head for the time being. Claire is hesitant, but Charlie promises that no one will take him from her, except for him at this moment. She finally hands him over to Charlie and tells him to be careful. Why wouldn't she give the baby to son? Why, Charlie? (sighs) This is going on to this whole thing I talked about last week where Charlie feels some sort of entitlement to the baby. I just don't. This is like the last person I would give my baby to. I would I would sooner have Sawyer babysit my newborn infant than Charlie. Really? With everything you know about Sawyer? You know, maybe not, but I'm just feeling like very strongly negative about Charlie right now. If I was going to give... The baby, I almost said its name. The baby to anyone and son and Jen are off the table. I'm going to go Michael, maybe because he has some sort of parental instincts. He did have baby Walt for a while. I'm going Rose. Rose. I was also going to say Hurley, just because I like, there's something nurturing about him. Yeah, but you have to think about like, just because somebody is like, oh, they're so sweet. This is a newborn baby. You have to have common sense and just good decision-making skills. And Charlie is not that. I'm going to go find Danielle and 
give them to her. No, we're definitely <laughs> not going to do that. Locke gives Shannon Boone's bag and says he did not go through it. Shannon thanks him and Locke sits with her and comments about a storm on the horizon, which that made my ears perk up immediately because we know rain is bad. So the fact that they just keep alluding to the storm that is coming throughout the episode, you're just like, okay, shit's eventually going to hit the fan. Yeah, very heavy foreshadowing. Locke tells her he should have said no the first time Boone offered to hunt with him. And Shannon comments that he would have just gone anyway. Locke says he understands how confused and angry she is. He says he can't know exactly what she is going through, but he does know what it's like to lose family. He says that he hopes that she can forgive him and that he is sorry. And then very abruptly gets up and leaves. And Shannon just stares him down. Yeah, that whole interaction was kind of odd. And I actually thought that Shannon was like receptive to the apology but she clearly just has a good poker face because, yeah, I, I did not realize that she was more set on murderous revenge. From the Locke side of things, how do you think he handled it? I think, okay. But I I think he needs to do more groveling. Like, is he apologetic? Yes, but he's a little bit too blasé about it for me. Like, he's just like, sorry that that happened. Like, you know, if I could change it, I would, he's a good dude, but I need more emotion. I need you to feel worse. If somebody who was kind of responsible for your death sat down and gave me that apology, I might want to shoot him too. Would you rather he like lay it all out immediately or do like be consistent, like over a course of time, lay it all out as in, like you said, more groveling. Just like, what if he just like starts sobbing? Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I never should have let this happen. I don't need him to sob and like fall to his knees and like beg for forgiveness. It's just like his apology to Shannon just felt very like cold. It was genuine, but it's like you can just feel that wall that he's keeping up there. He's like, I still want to keep my secrets, but I do feel bad. Right. As a viewer, can Locke earn your forgiveness and, like, get back into your good graces? No. Really? You've shut the door on liking Locke? No, I haven't shut the door, but I still don't like him. I mean, he continues to, like, lie to Saeed. I really thought that he was going to bring Saeed in on the hatch. And why not? Saeed is, like, the smartest guy on the island. If anybody's going to help you get into that hatch, it's him. Like... I just, and like later on, there's a lot more stuff that's going to make me talk about why I'm not big on Locke right now. So like, we'll get there, but you know. Do you, the more you learn about Locke and the more you don't like him, do you just like think to yourself, what is wrong with Zane? Sometimes, yeah, but like there's a lot more show to come. So, I mean, there are a lot of people that I like in shows that I'm pretty sure are not the people that I'm supposed to like. But, like, they're typically hot, so I just, I don't know what's going on in your head. Hey, I mean, you know, Locke can get it. No. No, no, no. No, you cut him hot either week. Shannon goes to Saeed and says, John Locke killed my brother. Can you do something about that? If I were Saeed, I'd be a little offended. 
Like, yes, I'm a very capable person and I was in the military, but I'm I'm not your hitman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Saeed's reaction right now was like, um, I was offering emotional support. I was not offering to kill someone for you. I'm not your hired gun. Kate forces Jack to drink some juice. And when he tries to go talk to Locke, he goes down. Kate reveals that she crushed up sleeping pills and put it in his juice. Jack asks why she did that before immediately falling asleep. Were you impressed by this move? No. No? I'm more thinking, like, where did they get sleeping pills? <laughs> well, it would kind of make sense. Some people, like, don't like flying. So maybe they'll bring sleeping pills so they could sleep on the flight. I could see them finding that in someone's luggage. But waste of resources. Was it necessary? Like, I feel like there could be a better situation to use sleeping pills. And also, if Jack wasn't being such a dramatic little bitch, she wouldn't need to drug him. And also, Kate, don't drug him. And also, Jack, really? You're falling for a girl that just drugged you? I have a lot of thoughts. I don't like it. I didn't like Jack this episode at all. Interesting how you kind of like started off saying how you understand where he's coming from. Yeah, I do. But I don't like the way he's handling it. Like, Saeed is also suspicious of Locke. And look how he handles it compared to how Jack handles it. Jack just flies off the handle and starts screaming at him. What is that going to achieve? All you're doing is putting Locke in a better position because Locke is in control. Locke is calm. Well, from from Jack's perspective, there, like I get what you're saying. Like Saeed's like interrogating him, and like we're learning about the hatch. But like you don't really need to do that. Like if we're if we're playing like innocent or guilty, Locke has admitted he lied, and we know that he that Boone died because of the lie. But that is not. That does not tell me that Locke is responsible for Boone's death. Like, I'm sorry. I think Boone would have died anyway, even if Locke had showed up and said, hey, we were in a plane, the plane fell on him, and then whatever. But, like, I don't think that that would have saved Boone. I really don't. You're telling me that he was going to survive having his leg amputated? And you're telling me that Jack didn't see that his leg was fucked up? Because he did. I I just don't think... did. Did Locke do the right thing? No, Locke sucks. I just think Jack is going way too emotional. And like, what's that going to solve? At what point have you ever seen somebody on trial? Has the judge ever like screamed and cried at them and tried to tackle them? It's just, it's not productive. Yeah, but I mean, like he's been through a trauma. I said that already. I already gave him you know, grace for that. I'm just saying, I don't like the way he handled it. It's not going to accomplish anything. One thing I want to point, I want to touch on before we move on is I love how anytime they're in need of supplies, they're like, what is good for the plot? Like, Oh, we can make an entire episode about how we need a battery, but also we have coolers and, uh, fireworks and sleeping pills that we just find in the wreckage. It's like, if we, if we need it to like just quickly skip to something found it in the wreckage, if we need to prolong this a little bit, we're making an episode out of it. 
That is true. And you know what? You made a good point about the tarps. How do they have so many tarps? <laughs> what is the standard amount of tarps per flight? I don't know. Locke is at the caves, wrenching the blood out of his shirt. And Walt watches him and kind of freaks out. Locke gives him a little wave and Walt runs away. It's about time he caught on. <laughs> Saeed points out Locke's scar from his surgery and asks how he got it. Locke lies and says it's an old war wound, but Saeed says he thinks it looks more like a sur- surgical scar. Like I said, war wound. Saeed asks about the plane's radio, and Locke says he thinks it may be damaged, but Saeed says he's willing to take a look at it, and Locke agrees to show him. The two of them make their way through the jungle, and Saeed interrogates him, and Locke is just lying his ass off. He says they weren't really hunting, they were exploring because the boars grew scarce. His hurt leg was just a Charlie horse. And then Locke comp- compliments Saeed, saying he has not lost his touch for interrogation. Saeed asks why he would interrogate him, and Locke says that Jack's accusation may cause others, including himself, to lose trust in him and believe there is no plane. And Saeed says, I know when I'm being lied to, there's a plane. And they just happen to be standing about 10 feet away from it. What are your thoughts on Saeed's interrogation tactics? Um, I mean, do I think it's like expert level interrogation? No. Just like having a conversation. And I think that what's more impressive about it is like Saeed's just ability to read people. But you know what Locke reminds me of in this moment? It's like he's being way too accommodating. It'd be like if I have two things that I have to do at work and one of them I'm, I'm good on and the other one I'm a little behind. And my boss came to talk to me about the one thing I'm good on. I'm going to be like, yes, absolutely. Let me show you all of this work I've been doing. And I'm going to be really accommodating for that to hide the fact that I'm not good on that other report. You know what I mean? Which is not the case. I'm good on everything. I always do my job. I'm really good at it. But that's what it made me feel. And I was like, anybody who's talked to Locke for more than a day knows that this is not how he acts. He's not just like this smiley guy that's like, yes, let me help you. And let me give you all the answers that you're looking for. Like, that's just not him. So I feel like it doesn't take an expert interrogator to be like, he's lying. I do like that Saeed is... He's both subtle and not subtle. Like, he's obviously just asking question after question. But he's hitting them so quickly that it doesn't really give Locke ample time to, like, come up with, like, a complex story. So, you're right. He is just reading, like, Locke as he tells his lie. But I will say, Locke is pretty good for, you know. Yeah, and I never doubted that he would be, a like, a good liar. I just think he's almost too good at it. And that's what gives him away. Like, he's got those answers ready. I mean, he's been hiding this whole hatch thing for a while. I don't understand how no one has come across this. How no one has found them digging up this whole hatch, building that giant thingy, whatever it was called. No one found them. Sure, that. It's unclear how far the hatch is. Like, later on, they'll say it's not that far from the beach camp but also they found it when they were searching for claire and just like wandering the island exactly i'm just like it it's very 
it's unbelievable to me that nobody has found them while they're out there and they're out there all the time. Well, I mean, keep in mind, Locke is really like the only one out there. Like people who go into the jungle go to the caves. I guess. I feel like their only benefit in hiding it is like that no one goes into the jungle because everyone's kind of afraid, even though we haven't seen the monster in a really long time. That's a good point. But... Like a really long time. (laughs) I still think it's kind of unrealistic. We get another flashback. Saeed and Asama are playing soccer and they're discussing Haddad's plan. Saeed reveals that Haddad may have a target as he's asking about explosives and transport. And Saeed asks Assam if he knows of any explosives. He says he does not know, but does know that there will be an operation and there's going to be a martyr. And it's him. He tells Saeed he does not think he can do it. We cut to Saeed talking to the CIA and ASIS that he can get Assam to turn himself in. The CIA says that he does not know where the explosives are and therefore he is useless. She says he won't know where the explosives are until he has a target. And when Saeed says he is in over his head and unsure why he even wants to do this, the CIA tells him he has to talk him into it. Saeed says no, and he's walking away. But ASIS says he is not done. Saeed says go ahead and arrest him. But the CIA says they will not arrest him or they will arrest Nadia as an enemy combatant if he does not get Assam to go through with it. What were your thoughts on this whole interaction? It felt like shitty. Like watching it, I was like mad at the agents. But then I was like, okay, I get it. They're They're trying to stop terrorism. And I literally was thinking like, well, I guess it's for the greater good. And then I was like, oh, that's the episode title. Duh. But it still felt shitty. Like I felt bad for Saeed in that moment because he's like, okay, I want to find Nadia, but also he sees what his friend is going through. And he's like, I could stop him from making this horrible mistake. And also it's life or death for his friend. Uh, Yeah, but I felt bad. But at the same time, it's like these people have to be the way that they are. That's their job. And who am I to comment on that? The whole thing was just gross. Complex stuff. Charlie struggles to get the baby to stop crying, and Hurley busts out the big guns. What was that song that he sang? So good. I feel good. Can't do any more. We might get sued. We're very popular. (laughs) Well, it does not work. Back at the plane, Sai determines that it is indeed heroin, and they just need to get rid of all of that immediately. Yeah. Locke says that he thinks that they were smugglers and then walks Saeed through what happened and Saeed asks why he lied. Locke says that he made a mistake. Saeed begins salvaging the radio and Locke asks why he does not trust him. Saeed says for one that he knows Locke is armed and has told no one. Locke takes the gun and explains how he found it on the priest in the jungle and gives it to Saeed. Asking if giving him the gun has earned him any trust. Saeed says it earns him adaptability. And Locke tells him something he doesn't know. The first week when Saeed was attacked and the equipment was destroyed, it was him. 
I was wrong. Asked, what? Going all the way back to when this scene happened, I asked you who you thought it was, and you told me it was Danielle. I specifically remember asking you if it could be Locke, and you said Locke was skinning a boar. You told me it wasn't Locke, and I said, okay, Zane, the lost expert, says it's not Locke, so I'm going to listen to him. Well, what happened was... In the episode it happened, you said you thought it was Daniela. She was the only person we haven't seen. Back then, you just referred to her as the French woman. The following episode, when I asked you if you had any theories, you were like, well, the only person I could see wanting to do it because he might lose his leg magic is Locke. And I was like, well, according to Locke, he was skinning a boar. Yeah, okay. You misled me. and I've done I that have, a lot. I have other things to say about this whole scene. One, when... Locke hands over the gun. It did not go unnoticed that Saeed paused for just a second, pointing the gun at Locke. I liked that. And then I liked when he was like, it earns you adaptability. Everything that Saeed does is just like points, points, points for Howdy of the Week. Hmm, I wonder who it's going to be. We'll get there. Anyway. Claire. (laughs) Anyway, I was shocked. Even though I did predict that it was Locke, I forgot that I predicted that. I think in my head, I was just like, it's the French woman. I kind of just forgot that whole thing happened. Why would he even admit to it, though? What does that give him in this moment? That's what I don't know. Well, Saeed takes the gun and puts it to Locke's neck, which, like, of all the places to have a gun pointed at, I do not want it to be the neck. I feel like that would hurt. Anywhere. I mean, if like, if you had to have a gun pointed at you. Okay. I'd rather the foot or the head. The foot or the head? Well, the foot's not going to hit anything vital. The head, you know, problem over. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pointing a gun at you, and I'm like, you get to decide. You get two choices. Foot. You go ahead. But I'm like, I have two guns. I have two guns, and I'm going to point them at you. <laughs> You're a dumbass. You just Look, said if- foot or the head. I'm picking, like, foot, ankle, shin, knee, Thigh, but not you want to get kneecapped. That shit hurts so bad. If they shoot me in the head, I die. You dumbass. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) I'm just, I'm okay, mom. I love you. If my therapist is listening to this, I'm okay. Dad, I love you too. Grippy sucks. Get the the grip, 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 grip. Oh my god, that was funny. So he tells Locke he better be lying this time, and Locke says it was for everyone's best interest. Said says that was the only chance to find the source of the signal. And Locke says the distress signal that was saying they're dead. It killed them over and over again. That is not something that should be found. Now, here's the thing. Did Locke know what the signal was at the time? Because in the previous episode, when they found the caves, when Charlie's like, were these the people that were here before us? Locke's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's a great point. Now, is this just the writers forgot that Locke didn't know? Or did Locke find out later and lied? I think Locke found out later and he's just using it using it as justification, even though that wasn't his actual reasoning in the first place. The reasoning was, I can walk on this island. Ain't no fucking way we're going home. Which leads me back to something I have said before. Locke, just because everybody else gets rescued doesn't mean you have to get rescued. If you want to stay there, stay there. Why are you ruining like there is a woman who at that time was about to give birth 
are you really so selfish that you are going to sabotage her chance of getting medical care? Like, what a piece of shit. I don't know how he could ever redeem himself from this. Honestly. Saeed backs off, but still aims the gun, asking why he waited all this time to tell him. Locke says back then he wouldn't have engaged in a reasonable debate. He says no one was thinking clearly because they were also focused on getting off the island, like now with the raft. Saeed asks if he burned the raft, and Locke says no. Then Saeed asks, what's the hatch? Locke plays dumb, but Saeed pulls the hammer down, and he points out that there are two hatches on the beechcraft, and Saeed lowers his gun. Bad lie. One, this brings me back to my other thing that I had said, the episode where the raft gets burnt. I am absolutely convinced now that Locke could have stopped Walt from burning the raft, but he didn't. He just observed and was like, mm, I'm not going to stop it, but, you know, I'm glad this is happening. Two, what a dumbass. You can't lie to Saeed. Saw right through that. I could tell. They seemed to buy him on everything else, though. Well, wasn't everything else the truth? Like well, what? Not the, they're dead, they're dead. We shouldn't follow them. According I to think, you, you just said you think the real reason is he doesn't want them to leave. Yeah, but I think that Saeed was like, whatever. I think everything that was a lie, Saeed knows. Because he's smart. Let's play hypotheticals real quick. Let's say Locke okay. was telling the truth with his reasoning of, we should not find that signal. Knowing everything we know about this island. Does he have some merit with that point? No. No? Why does it matter that the signal is like... If if he was right about saying, oh, we shouldn't go find that signal that's saying, like, everybody's dead, then they also shouldn't find the French woman. But they did, and that was fine, and they got a battery off of her. And Saeed got to have a little bit of fun with electrocution and someone to touch. It seems like anytime they find something on this island, bad stuff happens. Locke's the one finding everything. Well, Saeed found Danielle and got tortured for it. Okay, and they got a battery. Kate found the guns, and we got tortured for it because we had to watch a Kate episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that there's any merit in anything that Locke was saying. At the time, though, with everything we knew about the island, I could see the reasoning, if it was true. Because we didn't know about Danielle, we didn't know about anything about the island however yeah i don't i wouldn't buy it in the next flashback assam says he cannot take innocent lives the Amman preaches peace and every human life is sacred Said says innocent lives will be lost for a greater good Assam asks, what if he's just doing this because he's angry about what happened to zara and Said says if they accept what happened to her and all the others like her it means they meant nothing to them Said tells them that he lost someone as well and he will not be whole. He says people need to be held responsible. And this is how they will honor her. Referring to Nadia. Assam says Haddad was right. Fate brought them together. And he asks Saeed to do it with him. And Saeed agrees. I know you're like giving him points, points, points. But like this made me lose some points. Because he's pretty good at this manipulation shit. Yeah, he is very good at the manipulation. But I also think that. 
Saeed saw this as an opportunity, like, okay, I'm going to do it with him and I can save him by doing that. Because we obviously see that he later on just tries to let him like run off and like, you know, save his life essentially. Like it does suck. Like I think he truly did feel bad sitting there saying, no, you have to do this. You have to do this. Like, you know, because I don't think he believes what he's saying, but he, he does sound like he believes what he's saying, which is kind of hard to hear. It's like hard to sit and watch that, but greater good question mark. Shannon goes through Boone's wallet and finds a photo of them. Saeed walks up and checks on her, asking if she would like to go for a walk. And he tells her that he spoke to Locke and he believes that it was an accident. He still is unsure why he lied. He does not think Locke meant to harm Boone. Shannon says that he doesn't get it. And Saeed says he understands the need to blame someone. But she tells him to just forget it. At the raft, Walt asks about the journey. He starts asking all the real questions. Like, what if we die? And Michael tells him they are not going to die. And Walt says, Boone died. If I were in Walt's position, the closer we get to the raft launching, I'd be like, I don't want to go. I don't know if, like, a kid would really think like that. But now that he's actually seen someone die on the island, because I think this whole time has just been, like, kind of a fun thing for him. Scott died a couple episodes ago. Oh, I forgot about Scott and that other bitch. Also, they landed on the island and hundreds of people died. I understand that. I get that. You're absolutely right. But while unbothered, he has just been like frolicking around with his dog, like throwing knives and playing chased by polar bears. Like, yeah, you're right. Just erase everything I've just said because I sound like an idiot, but I kind (laughs) of stand by it. Like, I think this is the first thing that's actually impacted him. Yeah, this is the first named character to die. <laughs> hey, I know Scott's name. Or was it Steve? Exactly. Charlie walks up and asks Michael if he knows anything about babies. And we know not really. Charlie asks for Jin's help. We get a resounding no. And Sawyer's voice has an uncanny way of making the baby stop crying. Me too. Charlie then starts chasing Sawyer around. To keep Boone from crying, which weird, but funny. Boone's death seems to have a way of making everyone like rethink. How do you think his death is going to affect the camp overall? I don't think it'll have that big of an effect. People will be more careful. Do you think it'll affect the raft journey at all? No. You don't think anyone might like back out or something like that? If anything, more people would want to get on the raft. Make the raft bigger. Make another raft. Yeah, I think people are like, I think people would be more gung-ho to be like, all right, we got to get the fuck off this island because we just used a bunch of our medicine on a dead guy. You know what's funny? I was thinking about this the other day. According to Michael, they know how to just throw these things together. They have, they have 40 people. They could be building multiple rafts at a time. No, that's dumb. They don't have enough materials. Like, they would run out of shit. There's only so many fucking tarps. (laughs) Jack wakes up from his forced nap, and Kate hands him some food. Jack asks if that was drugged as well, before noticing that the key around his neck is gone. 
Kate suggests that maybe it fell off, but Jack is convinced that Locke is after the guns. They pass Saeed, and Saeed says, it's not Locke. We cut to Shannon opening the Halliburton case that she somehow knows the location of and takes a gun. How did she find it? We may never know. That's a great question. Like, that's not a very good hiding spot. She's a rando. She should not have that intel. There's a uh, a line on the IMDb trivia where it's like, oh, at the time it was a plot hole. But there's a later scene that's like a flashback of Kate and Shannon discussing the guns and like the Halliburton case. This later like explains how she knew where it was. No, it doesn't. Because the scene was basically like, there are guns in a case. Not the case is buried underneath a rock in the jungle. She just found it. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, not good. It would have been more realistic to me if like Saeed had his own gun stashed. Like if Saeed had a gun. Like the one that he took off lock? Ayo. And then because, you know, she's cuddling up to Saeed, she got the gun. Like that would have been more believable. But we got that cool scene of her in the rain opening the case, like whatever. We got to find some way to get Jack and Kate out there. True. We get a flashback. Haddad picks up Saeed in a white van. Assam is already there, and it's time to go. They drive to a warehouse, and Haddad opens the truck, revealing several boxes full of C4. He gives Assam a gun in case there's any problems, and he calls them heroes before leaving. They get in the truck, and Assam says a quick prayer. Saeed tells him to stop and that he is working for the CIA. He tells Assam he will give him 10 minutes to get away. Assam is confused and says that they were supposed to do this together because that he lost someone too. Saeed tells him about Nadia and how all of this was so he could find her. Assam is hurt and angry, saying he was used to find a woman. He takes out the gun and points it at Saeed. He repeats all of the manipulative things that Saeed told him to talk him into doing this and that they were supposed to be brothers. He says all of this was so he could find a woman that he loves. And also Saeed's face is really fucking weird when a gun is pointed. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, what are you doing with your face, dude? It was, it really threw me off. It's a very serious and like emotionally heavy scene, but Saeed is just making some faces. Yeah. I, I just like, the only thing I could think is like, maybe the gun is pressed so hard into his neck that he's like in pain. But I was like, I don't love that choice no. <laughs> of the actor. It's like, don't love it. Assam tells Saeed that he hopes that Nadia makes him whole again before turning the gun on himself and pulling the trigger. That was sad. How, how are we feeling? <laughs> sad. I love Saeed. He's one of my favorite characters. But this flashback story is hard for me to like swallow. I do think, like, we'll get to it, but I think he, like, kind of redeems himself a little bit, but, like... I don't think that we can blame Saeed for any of this. Like, this is what you have to look at. Had Saeed not been a part of this, that guy would have completed their terror attack. He would have blown himself up and taken many innocent people with him. The only difference is that he killed himself only... And all of these explosives were turned over to the CIA. Like, is it great? No. Is it very, very sad? Yes. But, like, we cannot blame Saeed here. 
I'm not blaming Saeed, but also there's a possible scenario out there that they move forward. Haddad makes Hassan get in the truck. And because we know that he was having second thoughts, he decides not to go through with it and alerts the authorities, turns himself in. No, it would have never happened. I'm telling you, it would have never happened. Because had Saeed not been there, he wouldn't have even had anybody to confide in and say, hey, I'm not feeling comfortable with this. Like, I don't think I can do it. He wouldn't have had anybody to even say that to. So he would have just done it. I'm telling you, he would have just done it. You know whose fault it really is? It's the AS- ASIS. Hold on to your C4 better. Okay. Saeed, Kate, and Jack are making their way through the jungle in the rain. Jack falls and he tells them to keep going, but Kate helps him up. Saeed finds Shannon holding Locke at gunpoint. Locke tells him that Shannon does not believe him. And Saeed tries to talk her down, but Shannon says she knows Locke killed Boone. Saeed says that she's thinking irrationally and she's never fired a gun before. And then Shannon immediately points the gun at the ground and pulls the trigger, which is kind of just like fucking both awesome and funny. It's badass. <laughs> she's like, it's not that hard. Like Charlie once said, you just pull the trigger. Yeah, I don't like what was that going to do? Oh, you've never even shot a gun. Like, OK, now I have next grasping for straws, especially, you know, like you don't even need a kill shot out there. You know, Infection might do the trick. Yeah, for real. You could shoot him in the foot and then he might not make it. Shannon says, I'm giving you one option, head or foot. (laughs) Saeed then says that she doesn't want to do this. She'll never be able to take it back. Jack and Kate arrive, and she orders them to stay back. She asks Locke again what he did to Boone, and he says it was an accident. Jack tries to intervene because he's Jack, but Shannon says that Jack said he was a liar himself. Locke and Jack exchange looks. And Saeed tackles her right as she pulls the trigger. The bullet grazes Locke's head, and he falls to the ground. Saeed apologizes to Shannon, and she tells him to stay away from her and leaves. Kate chases after her, and Locke sits up with blood running down his face. Jack stares him down and leaves. I hated Jack in this moment. Like, she basically gives him the opening to say, tell me not to do this. Like all he had to say was like, I was suspicious, but look, we talked to him. It was a horrible accident. Shannon, don't do this because whether he believes that or not, he has a little bit of power here to get her to not commit murder. Like, Do it for Shannon. Don't do it for Locke. Do it for Shannon. She's grieving. She just had a trauma happen. Like, get her to not do this horrible thing that she will regret. Like, look at how Charlie handled killing Ethan, even though he was fully like, yeah, I should have killed him. It's still going to be traumatic for her. Like, just think, Jack. This is what I don't like about him. He somehow can be rational at some points but then when he's not being rational like he's really really not being rational just just dumb just such a dumb thing to do like i get he blames Locke, but to like resent him so much that he's like i am fine with him getting shot right now yeah and you know what if it's not a kill shot who has to be the doctor here well you know Locke can lock knows his medicine you know an untreated wound 
it would be funny if Locke only knows how to make uh, things to disinfect wounds, but also fucking puts you on a like fucking drug trip like he did to Boone. Claire finds Sawyer reading a car magazine to the baby and Charlie as a way to keep him happy. And every time Sawyer stops reading, the baby cries. Look, I feel like this was supposed to be a feel-good moment for Charlie. This is supposed to be like, oh, like Charlie, he's so helpful and he found a way to help the baby, blah, blah, blah. And I really do think I'm being overly critical here. Like, I'll admit that. But I did not find this to be a feel-good moment for Charlie at all. I found it to be a feel-good moment for Sawyer. Nice of him to help the baby out. But if I'm a mother of a newborn, which I am not, if I'm the mother of a newborn and I trusted somebody to, like, take my baby and let me get sleep, which is very nice of him to do, But when the baby is crying and crying and crying and you can't get it to stop, take it back to its mother. I know no one else was mad about this, but I am. That baby is days old. Like what? One day old? It needs to be with its mother. Well, they just buried Boone. So like not even a full day. Yeah. Thank you. Give that baby to its fucking mom. At that point in time, a baby should literally be sleeping and then eating and shitting. And that is it. The fact that it's up crying and crying and crying is not good. Give it to its mother. Stupid. I hated it. I actually hated that whole plot line. I feel like the baby is would just be difficult to get around as a writer. And I think The Walking Dead did the same thing. Where like they were just like, oh, a pregnant woman? In this environment, that'd be fucking interesting. And then the second they have the baby, they're like, well, what do we do with this fucking thing? But at this early on in the baby's life, like literally nothing, it would just be sleeping all the time. Just sleeping. It just pissed me off. They're really trying to like just force this like, oh, Charlie is like there for Claire thing. And like it just it's not landing 100 percent. Like I. As a fan of the show, I do like them together, but also just it's not working. <laughs> no, it's not. And you know what? It's because I don't like Charlie. Yeah. I just don't like him. And you know what? I'm honestly like, eh, on Claire. There's, she's, there's nothing wrong with Claire. I just don't, like, love her as a character. Hate loved Claire. But then at, at some point, she was just like, Claire, Claire's just kind of there. That's <laughs> how I feel about her. And honestly... I guess I really like a strong female character. And she's this is the wrong much, show for you. She's the opposite of that. Like, I just, I don't love it. Kate and I were uh, making dinner last night and she says, I saw something on one of the Facebook groups that's kind of controversial. I don't think you're going to like it. But someone was like, I don't think the writers knew how to write women. And I was like, that's a controversial opinion. <laughs> there's a reason there's only five girls on this island. Yeah, I mean, that that is true. We definitely don't have any, like, fierce heroine types here. Yeah, like, I, I mean, trying like, Sun's make... a badass in her own right. Yeah, but she's very much in the background. Like, I think they, they want Kate to be that, but, like, uh, I don't... I will say that eventually one female character is pretty cool. Eventually. <laughs> Kate joins Saeed as he watches Shannon. Kate says that she just needs time, but Saeed says time will not make a difference. And maybe he made a mistake. 
Kate says that he had no choice. He couldn't let her kill Locke. And Saeed says, there's always a choice. I get this is supposed to like transition into the flashback scene that's about to happen. But like there was no choice here. You could not have let her kill him. Did he just like suddenly forget because she's mad at him? All of the things that he was saying about how like she's going to regret it. I don't know. In the next flashback, the CIA gives Saeed Nadia's location in L.A. and a ticket on a plane that day. Saeed asks what will happen to Assam's body, and due to him being a terrorist, he is going to be cremated. Saeed tells them that a Muslim man is to be buried, but ASIS tells him that there is no one to claim the body. Saeed tells them to change his flight to the next day so he can claim him. And that is how Saeed wound up on Oceanic 815. Kind of makes you rethink that scene in Walkabout when they were arguing about what to do with the bodies. When that was like something that was probably fresh on his mind. Also the reason he's on the island in the first place. That is true. Locke puts together some sort of herbal remedy for his wound. As Saeed says, he has another war wound. Locke says he knows what it cost him to save him and thanks him. Saeed says he did it because Locke is their best chance of surviving, but he does not forgive him or trust him. And then Saeed demands that Locke take him to the hatch. Locke lies, saying he already did, but Saeed stops him. No more lies, John. Loved it. That would have been a good episode title, No More Lies. Not for this one, but just like in general. And that is how the episode ends. So obviously Saeed is hottie of the week too many reasons to even mention like just so good so 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 good amazing flashback and on the island just a really really good Saeed episode the second he's no longer dating a 20 year old he's hottie of the week again (laughs) well they're still kind of dating it's not about that he just was excellent this week like excellent for those of you at home wondering if we keep track of this, we do. And I will be revealing the tally and percentages of Hottie of the Week for season one when we get to part three of the finale. I have a question about the finale. I was wondering this last night. And I guess you don't have to answer it. It's three parts. But is there going to be like a different character centric for each part or is there one character for all three or is there like just like a bunch of flashbacks are there no flashbacks is it all island action like what's the situation do you want to know yes okay so the first thing you need to keep in mind is the way it originally aired part one was its own episode Mm -hmm. and then a week went by and two and three aired on the same day okay so am i gonna guess that it's part one has a centric and then part two has a different centric Do you want to guess or do you want me to tell you? Actually, don't tell me. Okay. What do you think lies ahead for Shannon? Uh, sadness? I don't know. I think, like, she'll grieve and then she'll bang Saeed. Okay. (laughs) That's what I think. How do you think Saeed will react to the hatch when he finds it? I think he'll want to get in. Like, just as bad as Locke does. But for better reasons. Saeed just starts drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, this island clearly wants us here for a reason. No, I could never see him doing that. I think Saeed will always be a we must get off this island type of guy. How do you think Locke's standing in the camp 
will be affected by Boone's death. Obviously, we know how three people feel about it, but like overall. I think he's going to be like outcast. Like, first of all, he's not even bringing in any food. And now he's questionably responsible for the death of somebody and he lied about it. And so I think outcast and people are going to be very wary of him. He just shows up with three boards like I found where they were. Wow, they're back. Final thoughts on the episode? Uh, It was a good episode. I liked it. So you could have just been staring at a fucking leaf the entire time and you would have loved it. That's not true. I've given plenty of other people a lot of attention. Like, this was just an undeniably good Saeed episode. Like, we went back to the Saeed that I love. Like, he's just so competent. Like... I just love him. And well, unfortunately, we can't play a guessing game. Um, But in lieu of that, what do you want from Kate's story next week? I want to know why she was a fugitive. Okay. If let's say they don't give you that, what else would you want from Kate's story? Something redeeming. I want to like her. Like what her last flashback story did not make me like her. Are we ever going to meet the men that she loved? I want to know why, how she got that plane. What's the story with the plane? I just want something that makes me, like, feel for her. Like, everybody else's flashback, I feel, like, sympathy for them. And with hers, I just get, like, a lot of questions. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I could feel sympathy for her. She looks like she has a very damaged, like, she's a damaged person. And I like damaged people. But I just need more. I need more info. Well, that was the greater good. Next week, we're doing Born to Run, another Kate-centric, which means she's back again. In fact, we're going to have a lot of guests over the next three episodes. And by a lot, I mean two. I'm very excited to have Kate back. I really do feel like our best episodes are when Kate is on. But it might just be because we team up on you and talk shit. But also, Kate is very funny, so I'm very excited. And... I'm super, super excited because in how many weeks? Three weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. It doesn't matter. We will be together in Georgia. Um, I have not seen Zane since, well, a long time. Like 14 months. 14 months because he was supposed to come here for Christmas last year, but he got COVID. So he did not come. (laughs) So anyway. Everybody got COVID last year. Yeah, so Christmas was ruined. Anyway, very excited. We will have our mom on as a guest, and we will be doing a lot of TikTok content together and with our family, and that should all already be up. So please go check out our TikTok. Oh, yeah, I guess it will be up. Some of it. Don't don't fucking interrupt me. I am smart. (laughs) So please go check out our TikTok. Go look at our hot mom. Um, you can find us on TikTok at Lauren gets lost dot pod on Instagram at Lauren gets lost pod and on Twitter at Lauren gets lost. Go donate blood and tag us put hashtag blood for Boone. You can also find us on Facebook just by searching Lauren gets lost podcast. And if you are feeling very generous, you can donate to our podcast through the link in the episode description. The other way you can help us out is by giving us five stars, leaving us nice reviews. We love reading them. Share us with 
your friends, your family, your neighborhood CIA agent, and join us next time. Thank you for listening to Lauren Gets Lost. This podcast is hosted by and edited by Zane Kohler with co-host Lauren Kohler, produced by Kate Wister, and our music is done by David Kohler. And remember, they were not dead the whole time. Thank you.